What's up, podcast? It's interns Rob and Kate here today, and we're here to talk about all of you first-time home buyers and what you should or shouldn't be doing when buying your first-time home. I'm Kate Martin, an intern here at Berkshire Hathaway, and would like to say and clarify that I do not hate small dogs. I'm just not the biggest fan of them. Working here has been a blast, and I'm excited to host this podcast today. I live in Runnymede, about 20 minutes away from the office, and I'm very familiar with the area in Cherry Hill. My favorite part about Cherry Hill is the huge amount of swim clubs, as I swam for Charleston Swim Club right off of 70 as a kid, and I loved the Cherry Bowl. So my name is Rob Heron. I'm also a fellow intern here, and I would like to say that I like dogs of all sizes. I'm like Kate. I do not discriminate. But for real, I live in a small town called Middleton in South Jersey, which is about 20 minutes or so away from the Cherry Hill area, and I am a student over at Rutgers Camden, which is also very close by. So I've always been around Cherry Hill somewhat, and I'm a big fan of it, but not for anything really specific. I really just like Cherry Hill because no matter what you're doing, what you're in the mood for, Cherry Hill's always got something going on. Whether you're trying to find somewhere to eat, or if you want to go see a movie, or just do something completely random for fun, like, Cherry Hill's got it going on. <laughs> we would like to thank everyone for tuning in to our last podcast, where we discussed who we are, what Can- Candy and Lewis have been up to, and what to expect from this podcast in the future. Now today, we're going to be talking about three main things. Uh, number one, tips and tricks on buying a home with our special guests and realtors here, Candy and Lewis. Uh, number two, we're going to be finding out what your realtor isn't telling you. And finally, we're going to do our daily local listings. Candy and Lewis, as previ- previously mentioned in the last podcast, are both hardworking, caring people that use integrity, diversity, and leadership in real estate to find your perfect home. Great. So, Candy and Lewis, um, thank you for coming on to our show. We have a couple questions for the both of you and also some viewer questions, so let's get to it. All right, first, um, what are some essential things that a person needs when buying a home? Well, they have to know their credit score. Mm-hmm. They need to get pre-approved by a lender. Correct. They need to see how much they can afford to, as far in reference to buying a home. Mm-hmm. Um, they need to create a wish list and put everything they want in a home down in priority order. Mm -hmm. And also they need to work with a skilled realtor that will educate them on the market and explain all the steps to buying a home. Okay. And uh, most realtors will refer to this as a buyer's consultation for first-time home buyers. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All right. uh, Now specifically for uh, a first-time home buyer, what is available to them exactly to make their process easier? Well, I think it's just what Lewis said. It's a, a, bio, a buyer's consultation and explaining the process of buying their first home and explaining the market condition, hand, hand it to them at the mm-hmm. time that they're buying. Right. The market's really important because that's changing constantly. Mm-hmm. And as a realtor, that's their primary resource, the realtor is hands-on with the market and they know what's going on. Mm-hmm. So You have to stay up to date. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right, Rob. All right. And I know you guys um, always talk about stress consultations and inspect or yeah inspections. So um, what inspection should a buyer conduct on the house before they offer? And then what is this process like? That's a good question. So when um, once a contract is actually signed by the buyers and the sellers, there's a three-day attorney review in Jersey. And then after that, the buyer has 14 days or this could be an agreed upon amount of days for the buyers to actually do their inspection and 
those 14 days, they should be doing a home inspection and they should be doing a, we recommend a termite inspection. Both of these are recommendations, but they're not needed. Mm -hmm. They could be waived by the buyer. Um, in addition to that, the home inspection, um, there's certain there's certain uh, a time. Well, there's a time period. Once you do the home inspection, then the report also has to be in as well. Mm -hmm. Anything to add? Well, <laughs> what I would say is that, um, mm -hmm. like Lewis said, they come to meeting of the minds, and then we actually give them a list of inspectors to choose mm -hmm. from. And at that time, we ask them to go online. Uh, look at their ratings. Mm -hmm. We ask them to talk to them, to interview the inspectors, and uh, to really be comfortable with what inspector they are choosing to do their home inspection. Yeah, that's a great point, Candy. Um, and on a lot of the websites for the inspectors, they actually have sample reports, so they'll show you, you can download a PDF or just mm -hmm. view it, and you can see if they have pictures or just a sample report on how it's actually um, visually and you can read through some of the example um, inspection reports. Alright, awesome. Mm -hmm. And then, um, this is kind of a more vague question, but what shouldn't a buyer do? Well, if they're working with a realtor, realtor they shouldn't go and on their own and call other realtors. <laughs> And they shouldn't call a number off of a sale sign. And we take for granted that they know this, but they sometimes they really don't. So, um, and what's important about working with a realtor, with one realtor, is that we get to know who they are, what's important to them, what kind of home they're looking for. So they really shouldn't go off on their own and try to gather their own information, you know, mm -hmm. and um, because most of the time, if they do call another realtor, they're not knowing who they are, their process of buying a home, and they'll, they could give them, you know, information that's not right, and then they're confused, mm -hmm. and they shouldn't, also, buyers have, they like to tell everybody about what's going on with the process of buying real estate. And they come back all the time with all sorts of information that we don't even know where they got the information from because a lot of people out there like to be, they, they just give information about our industry. So they really should be careful in asking opinions when they're buying a home because it, it gets them very confused and it starts to put self-doubt in their minds and mm -hmm. then they're not sure and they fall in love with this house and but what happens if this happens and what happens if this happens and... So. Yeah, and I would agree. And then uh, one of the things that I've seen um, that buyers shouldn't do is actually knock on the seller's door and try to communicate with the seller as well. Mm -hmm. um, you know, because that they can use the information that the buyer is giving to the seller to, you know, the seller's advantage. You know, and we don't want to put the buyer at a disadvantage at that point. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes, it doesn't help with our negotiations right. if they're out on their own. And even if they talk to the seller, they don't actually understand that it's hurting them in the long run of, mm -hmm. you know, how we need to negotiate for them. Right. Mm -hmm. It seems like um, you guys are kind of like the, the middlemen, like the organizers. And when people try to go off and do things on their own, it seems to get a little messy. It gets messy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it gets messy. And it's... Um, 
you know, it's just they're so excited. So, right. you know, they're so excited in the beginning of the process, and then they actually lose that excitement. Right. And they want to jump into it, and then they get lost, and it just seems mm-hmm. too confusing yeah. for them. Yeah, yeah. and this should be a great, and this should be a great experience buying a home. Mm-hmm. It's you know, it shouldn't be that messy. Right. So. All right. And then um, next question: uh, What is wiring money, and why should a buyer not do it? Well, it's actually a um, a big thing going on in our industry with scams with wiring money. Mm -hmm. And um, why shouldn't they wire money? (laughs) Well, (laughs) you want to answer that question, Lois? Sure. So uh, with scams, you have people who are actually hacking email accounts from, you know, from the mortgage to the realtor. They just look for certain keywords when it comes to actually, you know, there's a transaction. Um... There, there is still wiring of money, but we want to make sure that you take all the uh, precautions when it does come to wiring money. So when you wire money from one account to another account, it's usually you know for a mortgage purpose or for a cash deal when you're buying a property. Um, and you want to make sure that you're actually transferring the money to who it needs to be transferred to if that's going to be the case. Mm-hmm. But if... You know, your realtor never said anything about transferring money or the mortgage representative said nothing about transferring money. You shouldn't be, you know, if you get an email, you shouldn't be say, sending any money to anyone. And you should always confirm um, by telephone. Never call the number in the website or in the email. Um, you know, try to get that number from another source. Even if somebody calls you and they said they're going to call you, you know, to verify something, you should actually call them again and make mm-hmm. sure that's actually what is happening in uh, the situation. Have you actually seen that before where someone just gets an email saying, hey, send me this amount of money, and then people just send it to them? Well, that was <laughs> happening in the beginning. Yeah. That's how the scam started was wow. with emails. Now, they're since we're on to them and we're big on prevention mm-hmm. of not having emails people responding to to emails but you know calling or you know your title company or your realtor but now we have this uh, now we have people out there who's scamming on pretending that they are the title company right. and they gotcha. are so now now they took it to another level right wow yeah it's really bad and it's happening a lot you know and mm-hmm. it's right in our backyard yeah. so so I think uh, good communication, right. you know, being consistent and, you know, what's going on is transaction yeah, is yeah. important. And always double check everything, you know. Even mm-hmm. if somebody just called you and said, hey, I'm from mm-hmm. the title company, mm-hmm. I need you to send me this money, mm-hmm. you should double check and call them back, even if it seems redundant. Yeah, because mm-hmm. that could really be anyone. So. Right. Oh, yeah. All right, and you kind of answered part of the next question. That's something that home buyers should look out for. But what are some other things that you see that... Um, first-time home buyers especially should be looking out for when buying a home okay. well when I take a first-time home buyer and it's their first home mm-hmm. um, I think what's important is um, you know is the home well taken care of for a first-time home buyer like is it is there um, is it worn or you know how are the main elements of the home like the roof, the air conditioner, the heater? Because most first-time home buyers are only working with a certain amount of money, so we're there to be their eyes 
you know, and um, to educate them that, you know, you want to look for these items. And you just don't want a lot of wear and tear on the home as a first-time home buyer because most of the time they can't afford to, you know, go into the house and start updating or fixing things. So, you know, they just really need to be aware of, you know, the home that they're buying, you know, the wear and tear of the home. Mm -hmm. Is it updated or not updated? You know, are there 10 children living in the home or is it just a couple living in the home? It makes a big difference, right? So it's really how the home is kept mm -hmm. also. Yeah, I would agree with, with Candy. And I think, you know, some one of the things that I would... Uh, suggest to first-time homebuyers is running away from as-is is what they're called. Mm -hmm. And as-is is basically a home where there's no disclosure usually. It's just you walk mm -hmm. in, whatever you see, that's what it is. It doesn't, you know, a lot of times a home inspection, you can have a home inspection because that's your right, but mm -hmm. um, it the seller is not going to do any repairs if there needs to be any repairs to be done for the property. Gotcha. So it all falls on the buyer. Right. Mm -hmm. All right. And the next question, um, what can you do to help a first-time buyer through the process? Well, I, I educate them. We really try to sit down with them, let them know all the entire process of buying a home, you know, some of the turbulence that could happen during the process buying a home. Mm -hmm. So we're, you know, during a home inspection that they have, and, you know, there's two times you negotiate, right. uh, you know, um, a contract, two times you negotiate in buying a home. The first one is with the price. The second one is with the home inspection. So it's really educating them on the process of what to be, what to expect on buying a home, and then the, and the second thing is um, also with buying a home, mm -hmm. um, that is the most important thing. And then what is the there's a well, I think they should also be aware of um, when you're buying a home of all the processes that are going at the same time too. So yeah. the buyer is you know doing his processes, but there's the title company yeah. that are doing stuff. Yeah. So we would educate them on the title on the mortgage, yeah. um, all those processes are also going on at the same time. And as mm -hmm. the realtors, you know, we inform the mm -hmm. buyers of yeah. what's going on throughout the whole process. Exactly. It's a continuation of the first part. But what I was thinking about also is educating them on what's going on with the market. That's mm -hmm. a big thing. So because the market is going to determine the pricing of the home. Mm -hmm. So they could go in and some buyers already think, oh, I want a great deal. And you could have a home that's, you know, 200000 and they think, oh, I'm going to pay 170000 for it. I'm going to get a great deal, but that house is actually priced right where it should be priced with the market. They end up losing the house. That could be their dream home. Mm -hmm. So that's a, a second part to yes. that question. That's, a great, that's mm -hmm. a great point. Gotcha. All right, and the next topic that we want to discuss was um, about the New Jersey Home Seeker Grant. So we actually put a poll out on Facebook, and 100% of the people that responded to the poll did not know what this grant was. Mm -hmm. I know you guys talked about it to some of us before, and we thought it was really interesting about how um, it's a grant available in the Atlantic, Burlington, Camden, Essex, Gloucester, Mercer, and Passaic Union County. Mm -hmm. And um, you said before that if you live in one of these counties um, and are a first-time buyer or a veteran, you can receive $10,000 grant. 
uh, to help with closing costs and down payment. Is there more you could tell us about this and how to apply for this? Well, when this home seeker uh, came out, uh, we were excited about it because it generates more first-time home, home buyers, buyers, which is mm -hmm. a FHA, it's a government loan, and it stimulates the economy. So it moves the economy forward, which is great. Mm -hmm. So now, to my knowledge, Lewis has got an update that they're actually changing that right. uh, oh, home okay. seeker program. Mm -hmm. So the home seeker program, there's a certain amount of funding that the state gives out, and currently it's still going, but once that home seeker program has been completed in the sense that all that money has been used up, they're actually going to be combining the home seeker program for first-time home buyers um, with another program called the home smart program, and they're going to actually combine them together and that's going to be now a statewide um, grant that the state is going to do rather than limiting to certain counties. And then once, uh, you know, that is going, what's going to happen is now that would be $10,000 that would be available to more people. Um, and also um, the interest rate is also going to be going up. Um, we can talk about the interest rate at a... You know, if you contact us, we can get the exact interest state or interest amount um, as we get closer to the com the combination of both programs. Mm -hmm. So, all right. And um, is this a guaranteed grant? Well, there's qualifications to the grant, gotcha. so you have to uh, qualify right. for the grant, and it, it entails, and that looks like your credit score. Right your income. Um, income, how much money you have in the bank. So there are certain mm -hmm. qualifications right. to be able to get the grant. Right. And, if, and also, how when was the last time you owned a home? Just because mm -hmm. you owned a home doesn't mean you're not going to be a first-time home buyer. Mm -hmm. There is a time limit as well for that. So you can have had owned a home and still be a first-time home buyer. Um, all right. So where can a listener learn more about this grant and how it can help them? Well, uh, a listener can contact us. We're going to be, you know, having this is going to be posted on our social media and our Facebook. You can contact either Candy mm -hmm. or myself. Mm -hmm. And uh, you can either, you know, we can, mm -hmm. our phone numbers is, you know, mine, Lewis, is 856-357-0073. That's my cell. Mm -hmm. And mine is 609-206-4517. And, um, you know, we'll sit down with them, have a consultation with the grant, and then, of course, from that place, you know, put them in the right hands right. where they go, where they need to go next. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. This last question is a little bit more personal, okay. but um, what was it like for you guys buying your first homes, and what problems did you guys personally face? Oh, that's a good question. So I was in my 20s buying my first home, and I didn't know anything about real estate. Mm -hmm. And I bought a ha home in Pine Hill, New Jersey, this small home. And um, the realtor that sold me that home didn't let me know that an electric bill, if it's an electric house, like all electric, mm -hmm. the utility would be $300 a month. So there was a lot of information that wasn't given to me as a first-time home buyer. And, uh, and I had to, and that's very unfortunate because a year later I couldn't afford the home because there, wasn't, there was a lack of information given to me. 
knowing what I needed to know, you know, about the expense and of owning a home. So that's why I'm very big on consultations with first-time home buyers and making sure they're educated and making sure that they have all the information that's needed so they feel secure when they do buy their first-time home and they don't run into the same thing that happened to me. So I have um, my first home, actually, I didn't feel... I felt lost throughout the process, so I wasn't informed throughout. I didn't have a buyer's consultation, and in addition, once the home inspection was completed, um, there was actually some structural issues with the property, and um, we I basically had to pay half of um, the structural issue and the seller also paid half to put in beams in the basement to hold back the walls because they were kind of coming in. Mm-hmm. So. Wow. It seems like um, the big biggest thing with realtors is that the level of communication seems to be what separates the good realtors from the rest. So well, I'm I think that, from that. Yeah, and I think that's why, Rob, we, we're always in training and mm-hmm. We're always taking seminars and, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. making sure we're updated with what's going on in the industry because things are changing fast, just like the world is changing fast. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, we try to be educated and be with the curve so that we can give the best to our buyers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, well, that's awesome, guys. That's all we have for today. I feel like our viewers are going to get a lot of value out of um, your answers. And I know you guys are busy, so thank you again for coming on today. Thank you, Rob. Yeah, thank you. We are coming towards the end of um, this podcast. So here are some of our top listings. Our first listing is 36 Bradford Way in Voorhees. It has four bedrooms and three bathrooms uh, and nine rooms in total. It's just under 2,500 square feet and is a colonial style with a gorgeous brick fireplace. There is a large annex room that could be used as an office. And a fun little quirk about the house is in the master bedroom, you are able to look down into the living room. Personally, my favorite part about the house is the in-ground swimming pool outside. So our next and final listing for today is 9 Foxcroft Court in Voorhees. Um, It's got a cool uh, Spanish villa style to it, and it includes four bedrooms, two full baths, and one half um, to over 3,000 square feet. It's a two-story house with a two-car garage, um, a stucco exterior, a finished basement, and also an in-ground swimming pool. And the front and backyard are have excellent landscaping and are just very nice overall. So um, if you want to find out more about the, these houses, because these are just um, short descriptions, um, contact info for both Candy and Lewis are coming up with for Candy. Um, her cell is 609-206-4517. Her business number is 856-428-8000. Her email is candy.nidoba, which is N-I-E-D-O-B-A, at foxroach.com. Her Facebook is www.facebook.com slash candynidoba. And then her website is com. For Lewis, um, his cell is 856-357-0073. Business number is 856-428-8000. Email is lewis.ortiz at foxroach.com. 
Facebook is facebook.com slash Luis Ortiz 2013. And his, his um, website is luisortiz.foxandrich.com. Thank you for listening today. Um, I hope you learned a lot about first-time buyers and the Home Seeker grant. Our next episode will be about diversity and how it is important in real estate. I would like to take a moment to shout out my dad's podcast, All Things Star Wars, that he runs with his friend Jason. It is available on iTunes Podcast, and if you are a fan of Star Wars, you should totally check it out.